Lewis. What's up, what's up? It's your boy AT and your boy AE coming to you live and direct with another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life where we break down the bars, relate to the rhymes so we can shed light on our lives. Just listen. Immortal technique, caught in a hustle. Yeah. Cop the 12 bitches on the when they was trying to turn they back on the street. Not let us have our say. Fuck that. Fuck y'all. It's the Stronghold Mixtape, Volume 2. Immortal technique. Allah. Harlem. Peace. Welcome to another episode of Bars, Rhymes, and Life. It's your boy AT again. I hope you liked last week's solo effort. And yeah, shout out to all the people that came out, came and gave me a bit of feedback. A lot of real ones reached out to me after the episode just to check up on me, just to touch base and just to make sure that everything's okay. And it, it meant a lot. It meant a lot because they didn't really need to do that. I was even surprised that some of them even listened. I didn't really know these people were even listening. So nothing but love to all those people that reached out to me. It meant the world. Today's track. Before I go into today's track, just a couple of things I want to talk about. Number one, I'm really sorry about the videos. I don't know what's going on, right? Basically, I tried to clip all the videos together, like day one, day two, day three, day four. Now, Spotify just won't let me upload it. It just keeps saying processing failed. I don't know why. And it's just a fucking nightmare. So then I went and went with support. And I'm talking to support, explaining the whole situation. And me and this dude, I don't know who he is, I can't remember. We were were like, try just two clips together. So I tried two clips together. And for some reason that worked. Then I was like, great. Are you telling me I need to post two clips every time and then then repost, repost, repost? And he's like, for now you can do that and we'll escalate it. So the, the ticket's been with Spotify for over a week now and they haven't come back to me. I've chased them up twice. I'm happy to carry on clipping my Singapore clips in little pits and pieces. But even yesterday, I only clipped two together and for some reason it just wouldn't let me post them. So I don't know what's going on. And I just hope I'm not irritating any of you listeners like going, what the hell is this guy doing? Because sometimes I upload one and then I delete it and then I upload one and then I delete it and all sorts of things. So just be patient with me. And also, if you, if you want to watch me on my journeys and my stupidness on the Singapore journey, let me know. I'll put a poll on every episode. Just say yes, because if enough of you say yes, then I'll put the effort into it. But if you don't, I don't. It's like, fine, I'm not that bothered. I I'm just not like obsessed about sharing it with you lot. I just don't mind sharing it with you lot. It's just a choice thing. If you don't let me know that you want to continue watching me be an idiot in Singapore, I'm happy to share. No problems. And it only takes one. Like one person just said it on part two. And I was like, look, you said one. You said yes. I'm going to share it with you. No problem. I'm just just putting it out there. That's all. The second thing I wanted to say is I wanted to say shout out nothing but love to my laptop. Today is going to be the last time that I record on this laptop. This laptop has been with me for almost like 10 years. And (laughs) recently... It's been causing some troubles when I've been editing. I've been editing and then I just scream because it just switches off and blows up. 
and I lose the whole thing and I almost have to do it all over again. And I like, I I have to call Alan. I'm like, Alan, Alan, I've lost it. We've got to do it again. Like the amount of dramas this laptop has caused me. But at the same time, I owe a lot to this laptop. This laptop is where Bars, Rhymes and Life started. And it's going to be the last time I'm using it. So I wanted to say farewell to it in its own special type of way by mentioning it. Because when I listen back to this in about five, ten years time or whenever I listen back to it, I'm going to know exactly what this laptop was, where it was, how I got it and when I got it and how much I owe to it too. So goodbye Dell XPS 13 i7 whatever. <laughs> Today's track Immortal Technique Caught in the Hustle. Why the pick this week? The main reason why is because today is being bang on a week since I quit my job. I quit. I couldn't get my brain around it. I couldn't switch off from it. I couldn't let go. And I and I need to make it really clear that I'm not throwing any shade on that company whatsoever or any of the people in there. It's got nothing to do with them. It was mainly, I say mainly, it was just me. It was just a me. I would go as far as to say it was a 90% me situation, a 10% fit and company situation. And I don't want to really go into why I think there was some discrepancy with the way I was sort of approached that role into what it turned into towards the end of the month. That's a, that's a separate conversation for another time. But yeah, I've quit. Back at square one again. One of the reasons what made me push myself towards the ed- edge of sort of saying, you know what, I am not grinding, I'm not struggling, I'm not, I'm not killing myself with this shit, was the fact that I lost 10 kg in one month through stress and starvation. And I know I know that sounds crazy. A lot of you lot might be like, what? What is he stressing about? What? I can't explain it. I genuinely can't explain it. But through stress and starvation, I lost 10 kg in a month. I don't think you ha- I have any idea how crazy that is for someone like me. I know I made the right decision because I'm feeling a lot better already. But I don't want to lie. And say, oh my God, I'm feeling great. Such a great thing. You know why? Because I'm back to that square one situation of what the fuck do I want to do with my life again? I don't really want to do what I did before. And I sure as hell don't want to do what I was doing recently. So what do I want to do? And I don't know, for some reason, Immortal... I don't know if Immortal gets a bad rap. I have no idea. But he's got a special place in my heart, especially with a song called Leaving the Past. There's a specific line towards the end of that track that sticks with me. Some say that I won't make it, but I know that I will escape the emptiness because that shit is slow and it kills the flow and the skill. I made your believer at last. You can make the future, but it starts with leaving the past. Some people think I won't make it, but I know that I will Escape the emptiness, cause that shit is slow when it kills The flow and the skill, I made y'all believe it at last You can make the future, but it starts with leaving the past And that, that tune's always stuck with me it's, it's, it's been a great motivator for times when I've been in a bad place and I guess this track is 
a great depiction about how I feel, as well as helping me recenter and find out about what's next for me. So that's the reason why I picked this track. Let's get into it. But I never lose hope, success is psychological, the world is volatile, and the street is my education, shaping the nation like the blueprint of a mason. But I never lose hope, success is psychological, the world is volatile, and the street is my education, shaping the nation like the blueprint of a mason. Honestly, right now, I feel like a bit of a loser. I just lasted one month in this job. One month and I flapped. One month and I was like, I can't do this no more. But I know in due time, I won't think like this for long. Because even though this one month has felt like one year, I've learned so much. So, so, so much. It's ridiculous the amount of knowledge I gained in this one month. There are things that I've had insights on that I simply would never had any idea about. There are skills that I've picked up that, again, I would never have obtained if I hadn't tried this job at all. And where the success is for me is realising this role wasn't right for me sooner rather than later. Because the old Abby, the old Abby would have been stubborn and struggled until I physically broke or mentally snapped. That's what the old Abby would have done. And coming back from that takes so much longer, so much energy, so much time that honestly it's not worth it for any reason at all. There's no, there's no reason to, to just completely destroy your mind and your body for what? For money? Not sure. Not sure. Not sure it's worth, quite worth it. And then just to say I'd like the double entendre on the last line with a stone mason needing a blueprint to shape a weapon but also shaping the world via the Illuminati and their Freemasons. The only issue is, is I don't really believe in the Illuminati, but I still think it's a sick double entendre. I still think it's a sick double entendre. I'm like the little kids on TV that dig through the trash. I hustle regardless of the way you talk shit and laugh. A lot of N-words drop science, but they don't know the math because their mind is narrow than the righteous path. I'm like the little kids on TV that dig through the trash. I hustle regardless of the way you talk shit and laugh. A lot of niggas drop science, but they don't know the math. Cause they mind is narrower than the righteous path. Bars. Those people, there's so many I've had in my life. And I'm sure you guys that are listening have had it too. That laugh at you. Fuck me, do they piss me off. I remember a time when I was at my cousin's wedding, right? And I'm not certain if I was sat next to this girl or woman on purpose or not like I think my cousins and my cousin's wife were sort of like oh let's sit them two together maybe they might you know kick off and like get along and like maybe they might start dating or whatever right I think they saw us as a potential dating situation and she asked like we were just saying I said hello to her I did a speech for my cousin's wedding it was a really sick speech everyone rated it don't know I'm just humble bragging there or if I'm just bragging to make myself feel better no idea and I said to her, I live in Hounslow, West London. And she laughed at me. She laughed. And I was kind of a bit like, made a little bit of a face. And I was like, yo, what's so funny? She's like, that's not London. And I was like, How, what do you mean it's not London? She's like, because she lived in central, central London. So she wasn't born and bred in London, but she, she came from somewhere. And she was living in London for the last couple of years or so. She's like, that's like zone something. That's not London. And she said it in such a pretentious, up herself type of manner. 
that I just, I couldn't get over it. And I, I kind of just was like, oh, I ain't interested in talking to you. Like, how is someone not from London going to tell me that where I'm from isn't London and that, like, I'm not London enough? I, I just kind of was like, I was thinking, what? Because you you scoff at the place. I, like, Hounslow isn't the most greatest, the most beautiful place in the world. Far from. But it's real. And it's from it's where I'm from. And if you're going to judge me on that, then I don't really want anything to do with you. And shit got, shit got really frosty between me and her. It really did. And I almost like, my, I remember, I don't know if it was my cousin or my cousin's wife that said, oh, you know, uh, did you speak to her? Did you know, what do you think? She's really pretty, all this stuff, yeah. And I, I literally just blanked that person. I just blanked her and walked off. I was like, I ain't even interested. I don't even want to talk about her. That's how annoyed and angry I got because I was just like, how judgmental. It's almost like someone... I don't know, it's like someone from me coming up to someone in America and because I'm living in LA and then someone coming up to me saying they're from Baltimore and I go, oh, you're from Baltimore? <laughs> that ain't the USA. And I just start cracking up at them because like maybe it's not as affluent or it's not as, you know, whatever you want to call it. Cool. Fucking muggy. And I really like these two lines. A lot of N-words drop science, but they don't know the math because their mind is narrower than the righteous path. Because it makes me think about science and math and how science and math define feelings and how feelings can define and defy science or maths. So there's a film coming out called Oppenheimer and I'm like about three quarters away through the book of Oppenheimer. And it's interesting, it's so interesting how a lot of what we do right now is called data-driven decisions and people will say well we expect you to do this 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 or we expect you to behave like that 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 basically the data is telling us to do this the data the data suggests that this is how you should behave and yet some of the greatest greatest almost terrible that is terrible that the nuclear bomb was designed came from oppenheimer some of the greatest scientific discoveries have come from people who've just used feelings and how their feelings and their imagination has defied conventional science and maths to almost create a new brand of science, a new invention, a new weapon of mass destruction. And it's just crazy. I just think it's beautiful because it does say that it's, it's, it's important to people drop numbers and facts and statements because they just it helps them feel better about themselves. But I think what Amort was describing here is nuance. That, yeah, a lot of people drop science, but they don't know the numbers, the maths behind it. They don't really know the truth. And their mind is narrower than the righteous path because they're just so close-minded. They're not willing to see another point of view. Bars. The Cold War is over, but the world is getting colder. Atlas walking through the projects with the hood on my shoulders. I would like to raise my children to grow up to be soldiers, but then a general will decide when their life would be over. The Cold War is over, but the world is still getting colder. Atlas walking through the projects with the hood on my shoulders. I would like to raise my children to grow to be soldiers, but then a general will decide when their life will be over. <laughs> that first line. Shit. If I could have told Immortal 
that when he was writing this track, because he must have been writing it ages ago, I can't even remember how many years ago he must have wrote, wrote this track, that in 2023, there'd be another war. There'd be another war going on. I don't think he'd be surprised or shocked because clearly he knew the world was getting colder. So it's crazy that he's like, the cold world is over, but the world is getting colder. He's the one person that wouldn't have been surprised that there's a war going on right now. Crazy. And again, these second two lines are actually really mad insightful because ideally, I think I would want my children to be kind and balanced, obedient soldiers. Who wouldn't want their kids to be that? Who wouldn't want their kids to be kind, uh, that they share and they get along with other kids and they get on with each other, like brother and sister or brother and brother and sister and sister? Who wouldn't want that? And who wouldn't want kids that just like behave and do exactly what you tell them to do? Hey, you know, stop fighting. Okay, dad. Hey, can you like tidy that up? Okay, dad. Like, Who wouldn't want that? But that type of agreeableness leads to trouble. Because for me personally, I think that's my problem. I think I'm always in a situation. When I'm put in a situation, especially when it comes to a job situation, I'm always putting myself in a position to want to truly, really, really impress. It's similar to this new job. I kind of just say yes to anything. I keep saying yes to everything, which then leads me to discomfort and then problems like because I'm in discomfort, because I just agreed to do this and I agreed to do that and I agreed to do a 14-hour day and I agreed to come in the office four times a day or four times a week. And that shit's on me. That's on me because I clearly, I'm not setting boundaries for what I think is acceptable for me at my time and my place as part of my career. And so going back to the line, I guess there has to be a middle ground, right? You've got to have a balance of agreeableness, but you've got to also have an element of defiance too. And so when I go back to what I want my kids to be raised as, I want my kids to be raised as soldiers, like they're good, they're kind, they're obedient. <laughs> I don't know, like using that word about it with regards to kids, but I also think they need to know when to disobey an order. They need to be able to say, hey, I don't care who you are. I'm still going to say no because I know this is wrong. I think that's how I want my children to be. But it's the emptiness is what bleeds you to death when it cuts you. And it's the lawyers, not the inmates, scheming to fuck you. Trying to fight the system from inside will eventually corrupt you. But that's what you get when you put a corporation above you. But the emptiness is what bleeds you to death when it cuts you And it's the lawyers, not the inmates, scheming to fuck you Trying to fight the system from inside eventually corrupts you But that's what you get when you put a corporation above you Okay, my take, this, my take on this is a bit wild It's a bit hair there and everywhere for this one But first line The emptiness is what bleeds you to death when it cuts you Bars This is the fucking problem There has to be a job out there That will get me money but doesn't make me feel empty because it's the meaningless dead task in all of the jobs available to me at the moment that are making me want to try something else. I can't seem to stay still. It's like, oh, I don't like this because it's dead. Oh, I don't like this. I want to try something else. I want to try something else because it doesn't seem like there's any substance to what I'm doing. 
Now, the second two lines, and it's the lawyers, not the inmates, scheming to fuck you, trying to fight the system it's from inside will eventually corrupt you. And that's what you get when you put a corporation above you. I'm taking shots. I'm firing shots at a company by the name of ESPN. Why? I hear some of you lot thinking. How are you, with regards to everyone on your roster, going to get rid of Jeff Van Gundy? The guy is an absolute goat of a commentator, always giving his version of the truth and delivering great and impactful insights for the average viewer. Because he represents the truth, and by delivering his truth, he's trying to make basketball better. His managers and his manager's managers are scheming to fuck him over. And that's what you get when you put a corporation above you. Why do you think David Aldridge, why do you think David Aldridge tripped to the Athletic years ago? Years and years ago, David Aldridge went to the Athletic. Why? Read between the lines, NBA fans. Read between the lines. And it's the people that love you that seem to hurt you the most. Sometimes when they die, you find yourself cursing their ghost. And it's the people that love you that seem to hurt you the most. Sometimes when they die, you find yourself cursing their ghost. No other line on this track can be more true. It's probably the bars of the track. The worst thing is, is that it has to happen. Like only the people that you love and that love you have the true power to destroy you. If you don't love people or people don't love you, I don't think you can ever be destroyed. But it's almost like an empty living. You know, the word empty seems to be coming out a lot with me today. Because you will always have a natural tendency to be vulnerable with the ones that you love. That's why they be the people that hurt you the most. So it's no surprise that you get hurt by the people that you love the most. But, but, do you accept it? Is it acceptable? And I could go into some stories and I'm sure everyone will have their own version of this. That, that someone they love the most has really, really hurt them. Fuck me, I've got plenty. I've got, I got a catalogue. <laughs> but I won't. I'll just say, know that the people that love you will always hurt you the most. But, you know, it doesn't mean that it needs to define you. It doesn't mean that you have to just accept it. You can do shit about it to make yourself feel centred and okay. But you make success. Nobody delivers your fate. Sometimes you give and you take. But you make success, nobody delivers your fate Sometimes you give and you take Bars So, 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 so true Like right now, I quit this job Because I ain't happy If I now go back to what I was originally doing Or just continue to just try other roles and stay miserable That's on me It's no one else's fault but mine Sometimes you give and you take This job that didn't work out for me it was about me trying, it was about me giving it a go. Who knows what the next role might bring for me? Maybe I might be in a great spot. What happens is, unless you do, nothing's going to happen for you. If I sit and just wallow, nothing's going to happen to me. Sometimes you give and you take. That previous job that I just quit, maybe that was me giving a little. Maybe my next job might be taking. These things all have their ebbs and flows. But you have to be disciplined enough to keep going and keep moving and keep trying. Straight facts. 
Because even though we survived through the struggle that made us, we still look at ourselves through the eyes of people that hate us. Because even though we survived through the struggle that made us, we still look at ourselves through the eyes of people that hate us. <sighs> Allow it, immortal. Allow it. When a bar is this true, when a bar is this fire, does it even need explaining? So if I should ever fall and get caught in the hustle, let them know that I died while I fought in a struggle. So if I should ever fall and get caught in a hustle, let them know that I died while I fought in a struggle. If I never get a job that fulfills everything that I want in the now, it won't ever be through not want of not trying. I will I will try, I will grind, I will fight, I won't stop struggling until I get there or until I die. Straight facts. I'm not I'm not just gonna accept status quo. I know what I want and I'm just gonna carry on trying to get it. And if it means I have to quit fifty-five jobs to find it, that's what I'll do. I don't care how long it takes me. I'm not defined by convention. And I hope Anyone who's listening to this keeps that in their head too. You're not defined by convention either. You can be whatever the fuck you want to be if that's what you want to be. And if you're happy in your space right now, then I'm even more happier for you. Facts. Write it down and remember that we never gave in. The mind of a child is where the revolution begins. So if the solution has never been to look in yourself, how is it that you expect to find it anywhere else? Write it down and remember that we never gave in The mind of a child is where the revolution begins So if the solution has never been to look in yourself How is it that you expect to find it anywhere else? I have to take this advice on board from Immortal And I need to reflect and look deep within myself The solution isn't within me The solution is within me There's no one to ask No one to work it out and put it on a plate for me I've got to find the solution inside of me. And I will. Nothing but love to Immortal Technique. Nothing but love to all the Immortal Techniques fans. Nothing but love to all the BRL listeners out there. One. I used to wonder I used to people don't believe in themselves, And then I saw the way they portrayed us to everyone else They cursed us to only see the worst in ourselves Blind to the fact the whole time we were hurting ourselves I used to wonder I used to people don't believe in themselves, And then I saw the way they portrayed us to everyone else They cursed us to only see the worst in ourselves Blind to the fact the whole time we were hurting ourselves